0: I am so excited that I get to be here today sharing something that is so dear to my own heart uh, a message about families, a mes- message about mothers on Mother's Day. We just want to honor you, moms, whether you're, you know, with little people or grown people or you just have spiritual people that you're mentoring. We want to honor you, moms. We really are changing the world. And I am so grateful that I get to be here sharing my heart. We're going to talk about legacy about leaving a legacy that lasts. Wow, no pressure, right? If you're a mom in the trenches with little people and diapers and just survival mode, just getting through the day is hard enough, right? But I'm actually encouraging you to think beyond that, that you are actually at work building into something even bigger. I know it's hard when you're just counting the hours down till bedtime. Uh, If you've got little people, you know what I mean. And if you did have little people, you remember, you remember what that's like. Uh, It's hard, it's hard, but you really are at work building something bigger than yourself and today we want to honor that. We want to talk about that big work, that, that work of art really, that legacy that we are all leaving this message is for everyone if, if you're here today and you've got little people you're going to know exactly what we're talking about if your people are older are or, or grown uh, you can relate still it's not too late there is still work to be done you are still building into a legacy and if you're here and You don't have kids. Maybe you are one. Maybe you're a teenager, a young person that's watching this thinking like, I don't even have kids. Is this for me? Uh, Yeah, you're not off the hook either because guess what? We are all leaving a legacy, whether we know it or not, whether we like it or not, you're going to be remembered one day. And how do we want that to look? How do we want to be remembered? By the next generation. So, all of us can get something from this message today, but specifically, I wanna honor the moms. Man, you guys, you are doing the work, you're doing the the heavy lifting, you are building something so much bigger than yourself. And I wanna encourage that. I think about the people that, you know, built. Cathedrals, like huge works of art, like sculpting things out of stone. They would spend their whole careers just on a piece of that building that that palace that cathedral they never got to see the finished product it's kind of like that it's kind of like that for families for parents for moms it's kind of that way that we're we have our hands to it we're trying to do the best that we can we have this vision and we don't know exactly how it's going to turn out but we know that it's important and we're building into something bigger than ourselves it's kind of like that Uh, I want you today to have a vision for the next generation, a vision for why it's important to leave a legacy that lasts for generations to come. And then how? How do we do this? That's my goal for us today. Let's hear what God, what does God have to say about that? In Colossians 3, 2, it says, set your mind and keep focused habitually, keyword here, on the things above, not on things That are on the earth. We want to focus on things that have eternal value and what really strikes me in this is right we are told to set our mind first of all we need to be intentional but then continually it's not just a one time we have to set our mind and then reset our mind and then reset our mind again and then guess what reset our mind again we have to continually work on this and choosing the things that have eternal value and not get you know sucked into just the survival mode just the daily grind just what do we have to do this day or this week or this month we have to reset continually on the things that are above Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no vision, we know this one, the people perish. So vision here means no revelation of God. And the word perish, to me, always meant like uh, like instant, like they're gone, (laughs) like something terrible happened, they're perished, it's over. But actually, perish can mean a slow decay. Perish can mean like a rot, a wither right? It's a demise. Where there is no vision, where there is no revelation of God, the people can wither and rot and slowly decay. I have felt that in my own life. I have felt that withering, that's been there. And of course, we know the answer is revelation from God. We got to go back. We got to reset. That's what God says about it, right? It's not just a one-time thing. We have to continually work on it. We have to continually be getting fresh revelation from the Lord. And Proverbs thirteen twenty-two says, a good man, you knew this one was coming. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, no pressure. No pressure, right? It's not enough. We have to be thinking about our own kids. We want to be setting them up for success, but in addition, we have to think about our children's children. We got to set up for them too. Man, I think even just retirement for me sounds scary, but now I got to be thinking two generations down the road. It is daunting. It can be overwhelming, but it is absolutely possible. I want to talk about four different areas that this matters. This legacy matters, and one of them is financial. That's the one we all think about. We all think about inheritance. And yes, okay, we I would love. I would love to leave a financial inheritance for my children's children. But I suspect that this is actually the least important. I've got three other areas that I believe matter more than finance. So I have to acknowledge it. Yes, we would love to leave financial inheritance. That would be a great legacy but not at the expense of relationship, never at the expense of relationship. If you are working so hard so that you can leave some money to the kids or the grandkids, if you are giving up relationship, if your kids don't see you, if you're working 80 hours a week to make this happen, can I just lovingly challenge that? Can I push back and say, actually, I don't think that's the point? I don't think think you're going to appreciate that. I don't think your family appreciates that. That's not worth it. The cost is too high. That is not what God is speaking of. Leaving a legacy for our children's children, yes, financial is a part of it, but never at the expense of the relationships. So maybe that's something to consider. Maybe this year, this Mother's Day, you sit down as a family and you have that hard conversation. How hard are we working? At what cost? Is it worth it? The other three areas I believe are more important, and the first one is character. It is said, it is easier to build strong men and women than to repair broken hearts. Character, good character speaks volume, bad character does damage. What can we do for character? If we were going to leave a character legacy, what would that look like? And now, don't elbow your neighbor. No, like, uh, that's you. None of that. But is there someone in your family who maybe, you know, is that crazy Uncle Joe, the cranky Bob, that cousin that's miserable, the grandma or grandpa that's kind of bitter and resentful is... Maybe every family has that. Maybe. And if you would say, no, no one in my family is that way, maybe it's you. Maybe you're the cranky one. Maybe you're the crazy Uncle Bob. I don't know. Every family has that. And I got to tell you, nobody ever says, nobody ever says, when I grow up, I want to be mean. I want to be cranky. I want to be miserable. I want, you know, nobody ever says that. But yet it happens. Nobody means for it to happen. And yet, does so how how does this happen and what can we do proverbs 28 6 says better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways we need we need good character we need to spend time working on it in ourselves because we don't want to grow up to be cranky and miserable, but we also have to teach it to our kids. We have to be intentional about teaching that character to our kids. Galatians 5.22 says the fruit of the Spirit, right, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Uh, I always get this wrong. Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That is the fruit of the Spirit. I should be growing in that. I should have more patience next year than I do right now. I should have more kindness in 10 years than I do now. I should have more self-control. And wherever you are, wherever you are in your journey next year, you should have more love. You should have more joy and kindness than you do right now. You should be growing the fruit of the Spirit. You should be growing in character. You should have more self-control. As we get older, we should be the most kindest, loving, joyful, faithful, good, People, we should be growing in that character, not shrinking in it. So we need to be developing that that character in us. We need to be growing in the fruit of the Spirit in us, wherever you're at. If you're a young person, you should have more self-control next month than you do now. Next year than you do now. In 10 years, you should have way more peace and patience than you do now. We are called to be continually growing, getting better you know, growing the fruit of the Spirit, developing that character in our own lives. Nobody ever says, I want to be miserable, but yet it happens. So let's do the work. Let's work on ourselves. Additionally, we have to teach our kids character. We have to actually intentionally teach them. What does it mean to have self-control and peace and patience and kindness? What does that actually look like in our home? You know, in Romans, it says, more, moreover, we rejoice in our sufferings. What? Who wants to rejoice in sufferings? Knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character. Character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts. We are called to develop that in ourselves But help our kids through it too. And I tell you, no child is ever going to volunteer and say, Mom, Dad, please teach me endurance. Teach me character. Please help me to do hard things that I don't want to do. Make me do the things, says no kid ever. (laughs) But yet, it is important. If we were going to teach character, if I was going to teach a character school, if I could have a school of character, it would be hard. It would be overcoming. It would be a lot of doing hard things. It would be a whole lot of doing things we don't want to do to overcome, to produce that hope, to produce that character, that endurance. So we have to be intentional about teaching. What is this character? What does it look like to have self-control, to have love and joy and kindness and patience in our home, in our family, when we're out in the world? What does that actually look like? And then we have to teach responsibility. We have to teach endurance we have to teach diligence and that my friends produces integrity when we know what to do and we do it even when nobody's looking when we do it because it's the right thing to do not just because mom's looking over her shoulder or i'm afraid i'm going to get in trouble when we do the right thing because it's the right thing that's integrity. We're going to do it even if it's hard. We're going to do it even if nobody's looking. That's what we want for our kids. And parents, sometimes it's really hard. If you feel like your job is to make your kids happy, if you feel like that's your role as a parent to give your kids what they need to be happy, this is going to be really difficult. Because this, you know, at first, appears to not make our kids very happy when we're teaching them endurance, responsibility, diligence. These things are not things kids are signing up for, but they need it. Our role as parents is not to make our kids happy. Our job is to prepare them for their future. Our job is to give them what they need to be able to fulfill God's calling on their life. Our job is not, right, just to to make them happy. Our job is to actually help them to do what they're called to do and that is hard, that is tough, but it's important. Character matters. Character trumps everything in our home. Character trumps academics. Character trumps hockey. Character trumps soccer. Character trumps dance. Character trumps anything. And I would encourage you to to consider that character matters. Anything can be trumped by character. We will stop. We will stop anything. Something's going wrong. Character. Whoa. Full stop. Everything stops. We got to deal with this right now. This needs to get work done. Character matters in us and in our kids. Hmm. Proverbs 22.1 says, A good name, godly wisdom, moral courage, and personal integrity is more desirable than riches. And it starts at home. It starts in the family. So wherever you're at, if you've got little people, if you've got grown people, if you've got grand people, if you've got no people, well, guess what? They're about this big, they run around, they get in trouble. You can find some. You can find some and pour into them. Church, we are a family. This is our church family. And if you're here with, with no kids with you, guess what? You can be that mentor to someone. You can pour in that character to someone in the younger generation. If you're here and you're a teenager, guess what? There are some littler people. There's a younger generation that you can pour into yourself. You can get involved. You can mentor someone. None of us are exempt. We all are leaving a legacy. The next one is cultural. And this one is is fun and pretty easy, actually. Pretty easy. This is just the, the culture, the traditions, the habits that your family has. You know, we, they did a study and they asked kids, like, what is your family about? What is your family like? And interestingly, they kind of thought the, the kids might say, well, you know, my dad yells or my mom's kind or, you know, my dad's funny or or what?" they thought it would be something like that. But actually, surprisingly, the kids came out with all of their traditions. Oh, we go camping every summer. We have, you know, pancakes every Saturday. We go to church every Sunday. We do this every Christmas. For birthdays, we do this. They actually started sharing all the traditions, all the habits, all the things that make your family unique. That's what they were sharing. So the good news for all of us is we can build in those fun things. What is your family about? You can have that conversation Whatever your family looks like, whether there's kids in the picture or not, what makes you unique? What do you do every birthday, every holiday, every weekend, every summer, every Thanksgiving? What, what makes it special? What is your tradition? And maybe you want to create some new ones. Maybe you want to build in or add some more. Uh, one family, they decided to just to just start a new one that every day or every year on their birthday, you got to pick the cereal. And it could be the sugariest, most awful cereal, but you got to pick it, right? You get to pick your birthday cereal. That's not expensive. That's that's pretty simple, but it's a fun tradition. So what are some of the culture, cultures, the habits, the traditions that you can incorporate into family life that absolutely make a difference in building your legacy? These are things that your grandkids are likely going to continue doing. How fun is that? that you get to have a role, you get to have a hand in the legacy, the traditions, uh, the habits, the culture of the generations beyond. And this can apply to you if you've got kids or not. What can you do? How can you start celebrating the people in your sphere, in your world, in your life? Super fun. There's lots of great ways to do that. Uh, family devotions. We go to church every Sunday. That's huge. That's so important. That's what our family does. So ask yourself, what do you want? Your fa- what do you want to be remembered by? What do you want your family to say? This is what we do. And just start. Just start being intentional put it in the calendar, set alarms in your phone. Just do what you can to make it happen. And the good news is, the very good news (laughs) is that you don't have to be 100% consistent. In the studies, parents weren't doing it every single day. They weren't doing it every single time, but yet the kids remembered it, that that's what we do. So I like to shoot for 80% consistency. That's awesome. Uh, Let yourself off the hook. Life happens. None of us are perfect, but don't ever quit. Don't ever quit building in. The next one is spiritually, and this one I think is the most important. This is the most important one: uh, spiritual legacy. You know, in the Bible, Eli he was training up Samuel, not his own kid, but he was teaching Samuel all about, you know, how to how to serve God. What does it mean? How do we do this? And he did an excellent job, I think, of raising up Samuel. But his own kids. Fell away. His own kids turned and got involved in some terrible things. Turned away from the family values. Turned away from what Eli was teaching. That's like a real, like, that is not what I want in my own family. In my own family, I would hate to pour into ministry, church, serving, volunteer. I would hate to do all of that work and then miss my own kids' hearts. That's a real fear. That's a real concern of mine. I think spiritual legacy is possibly the most important of all, right? Do you want to pass on your faith? Do you want your grandkids to believe the way that you do? Is it important to you? Because if so, we need to make sure that we are intentionally building into that and leaving that legacy. So Samuel learned a hard lesson. I don't want that for us. You have a place in God's story. You absolutely do. There is something for you. And I just want you to start however that looks at home, however it needs to look, uh, whether it's, you know, prayer at home before meals or, you know, regular devotions or something before bed. It's really important that you don't become so involved and invested in other ministry things or, or even that you fall away and you pull back from ministry altogether and you forget That your own people, your kids, your grandkids, the people you do life with, they're they're there and they're watching you. And we need to pour into them. We need to be intentional about that. Deuteronomy six, it says, I'm gonna read the message translation because I think it's great. It says, This is the commandment, the rules and regulations that God commanded me to teach you to live. This is important. This is very important says, write these commandments that I've given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you and then get them inside of your children. Are they in you? What do we have to do to get them in you? (laughs) And then get them inside your children. Talk about them wherever you are, sitting at home or walking in the street, right? Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning till the time you go to bed. And it goes on. Like Write them on your doorpost. Like have them in front of you all the time. This is important. But going back, it says... So that, right? So that you'll live in deep reverence before God lifelong. So that you'll observe all his rules and regulations and live good, long lives. This is important and it matters. This makes a difference. You want to leave a legacy that lasts for generations to come, an inheritance for your children's children. This is important. And all the moms out there, I know, they're like, yes, this is so important. This is your heart. I know it. I know this is your heart. This is what you want. And I just want to encourage you that this, you're doing the hard work. Don't quit. Don't give up. You're doing that hard work. You are building something so much bigger, Than yourself. If you're watching and your kids are little, this I hope this is encouragement to keep going, to not quit, don't give up. Don't get, you don't get, you know, tunnel vision and just feel like you're in the survival day-to-day mode because you're a part of something so much bigger than you even know. If your kids are grown and maybe you feel like, ooh, I I didn't do things quite right, I want to encourage you that God is a God of restoration, of reconciliation. It is never too late. And God, thankfully, he's in the business of changing hearts at all stages of life, at all ages. It is never too late. It is never too late to have a bit of a redo, to reset. Uh, If you're here and maybe you don't have kids, well, guess what? There's a generation that needs you. There are people, there are people in your community, people you do life with, people in this church that need you. They need your your wisdom. They need your help. There are families right now that just need a frozen meal. They just need a call or a text or maybe a, a Tim Hortons card or something. They need some practical help, but they also need your support. How wonderful would it be if, if you could reach out to another family and say, "Hey, you know, uh, you're on my heart, I'm just committing to you in prayer. I just I just want to let you know that I'm praying for you every week and if how can I pray for you? Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be so wonderful. Maybe you're a grandparent. It is not too late. We need you. We need your wisdom. We need your encouragement. We need your love. We need you to be growing in the fruit of the Spirit so that you can be showing us how to have more patience and self-control and kindness. We need that. We need the, the older generation to be pouring into us. So no matter what your situation is, you have a family. You have a family here. You have a family that you're doing life with. You have a community of people that need you. And you are leaving a legacy Whether you know it or not, whether you like the legacy you're leaving or not, you are leaving one. And the good news is you can absolutely change it. With God's help, we can change that legacy. So I really felt today, I felt that, you know, people need to be reminded more than they need to be instructed I think this is something we probably all know. We probably know this already. But maybe we just need a reminder on Mother's Day to acknowledge the hard work that we're doing, that we are building into something so much bigger, that moms, you are leaving a legacy that lasts. And I know your heart. I know even on the hard days that you are trying your very best And sometimes it doesn't feel like enough, but I just want to say with God, it is enough. I want to encourage moms specifically right now that you were never meant to do this alone. You were always supposed to partner with God. And sometimes in my own life, I've taken things on myself. I've tried to do it in my own. I've tried to just work and strive and get up earlier and do more things and work harder and work faster and get it all done. I've done that. And it doesn't go so well. (laughs) It doesn't usually turn out very well because it's all me. It's all my striving. It's all my works. But it was never supposed to be that way. So if you've been in that, in that striving, in that that space, I just want to encourage you to take a deep breath right now. And let's just offer that up to the Lord. You were never meant to do this alone. You were always supposed to partner with your heavenly father that absolutely loves you. He is a good God. We can go to him anytime. He is always willing to help. So that's for moms. Those of you, right? Those of you that have a mom nearby, make sure you honor them today. Make sure you give them naps and coffees and desserts and everything they want today. Today is their day. Absolutely, we want to honor the moms. I want to honor the moms in spirit. The moms that may not have their own biological children here but they have people they pour into that they mentor let's honor them today i want you to know that it matters it makes a huge difference what you're doing counts please don't stop we need that in our life i want to honor that i want to honor the grandparents i want to honor the leaders that are pouring into the the next generation and i just want to encourage you guys that you are hard at work you're building into something bigger than yourself and we get to partner with the Lord. We get to partner with God to do it together. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you so much, Lord. I thank you for every family here today. And I just want to honor every mom, every grandma, every spiritual mom. Father, I just want to honor them, Lord. I just pray, Father, that you would encourage their hearts, stir up the giftings within them, Lord, equip them Give them that strength to keep going, Lord, that they would be able to have this rest. And Father, I pray that you'd give them a vision for the big picture, Lord. Give Let them see the big thing, the hard work they're a part of, Father, that they would be encouraged to keep going even on the hard days. I just thank you, Lord, that you're always with us and you're always here to help. Thank you for the legacy we get to leave with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Thank you so much. I hope this was encouraging. It might have been a little bit challenging. I hope I hope it's okay. But if you're interested in more resources, you can go to Families Matter Most. Send me an email. I'd love to get you in touch. There is a workbook. If you'd like some some step-by-step help or some accountability, reach out to me. I'm here for you. Thank you so much.